Do they do the song on this one? I You're believe mean I've got some bad news for you. <gasps> Jim Carrey does the song. Why is that bad news? That's amazing. Is it? He's one of my favorite singers. <laughs> I liked his work with talking out of his butt. And now I'm going to love his work covering You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. Talking out of his face, I guess. Mm. I've liked all the various orifices he's talked out of. <laughs> Remember that one time when he sang from his pores? That was <laughs> it was like a Greek chorus. <laughs> Your inner child is an idiot, the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they're any good. My name is DJ. And my name is Damon. Welcome, Damon, to the show that you are part of. I am consistently on. You're on every episode. Have I been on vacation that I don't know of? I've been on sabbatical. I'd love to tell you about my trip to ancient Egypt. Wait, that's not how trips (laughs) work. Ancient Egypt. That's not how trips work. Did you know that sabbaticals give you magical time traveling powers? I met Ramses the (laughs) second. You know, pretty nice guy. Here he is. (laughs) A bit of an anti-Semite, if I'm being honest. I I, yes, I would assume that. (laughs) Um today we're gonna talk. It's almost it's almost Christmas time. It's almost holiday time. Uh, I believe you mean Christmas time. Even though you said Christmas at first, I'm still going to be mad that you said holiday at all. Here's the thing. Which is a real emotion people who shop and retail have. I think we've discussed this on previous episodes, but like, I always thought happy holidays was just (laughs) sort of like, so that you didn't have to be like, happy Hanukkah, but also happy, you know, uh, happy new year. And new year. Happy Merry Christmas. Even if you're, even you, if you are Judeo-Christian upbringing, maybe Ramadan like, is happening this. You year, still are celebrating time. Christmas and New Year's right next to each other, and I'm probably not going to see you until after New Year. So Happy Holidays, you motherfucker! Get out of my store. <laughs> Please come again to Walgreens. Please come again. <laughs> Hold on. We have free flu shots. <laughs> First off, DJ. You're not wrong. That is exactly what Happy Holidays and Seasons Greetings <laughs> were intended to mean. Yeah. Some people got like older brother syndrome and were like, if you're not addressing my religion specifically, and by these people, I mean Christians exclusively, <laughs> um, they got, they, well, I don't even know if they got upset. They were told that they're upset and then they got upset. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I because I like- remember working retail and being like, Happy Holidays, and people would go, Merry Christmas. And I'm like, yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's part of you it. You have now confirmed that you celebrate Christmas. So, yes, I don't, it's not a spell. You haven't like tricked me out of my libtard worldview. Yeah. I, I don't know you. You're some lady who just bought a leather coat. There's somebody Happy like, holidays. Well, I, I really remember reading somebody being like, Well, Jews celebrate Christmas. And I was like, Well, not necessarily. They get the day off. Yeah. <laughs> like, they might, but uh, that's not kind of part of the whole thing. Anyway. So we're going to watch How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Jonathan Carey. <laughs> James <laughs> Carey. Jim, Jim, Jim Jonathan Swiftboat Carey. Jim Carey's face in this is weird, right? Like this is <laughs> like a segue. This is a mug fe- fest, right? Uh, like not a, like not like any Jim Carrey movie. Uh, yeah, unlike it. Jim Carrey movies, this one is a mug fest where he's going to be doing a lot of crazy voices. So this is this came out in 2000. So this is like 
$25 million a movie, Jim, Jim Carrey, right? This is not like young, earnest, go-getter Jim Carrey. This oh, is yeah, not- this is post Ace Ventura and Ace Ventura 2. And tr- no, I don't know if it's post Truman Show. I think Truman Show was 99, but I'd have to check on that. But, I mean, he's still a thing. I don't know if he's... He wasn't like when in the midst of Ace Ventura where I, as a young gay uh, teen, was just like, can we stop? Can every bro stop screaming, somebody stop me at me? I just can't. As a enormous fan of The Mask growing up <laughs> and possibly still a fan of Ace Ventura, I have to go back on that one, but... From what I remember, do you like pretty trans funny. jokes? Because ah, if you were uncomfortable during Mrs. Doubtfire, buckle the fuck up. Ah, I forgot about that. God damn it. Um, I remember thinking Ace Ventura Two was funnier after I watched it a couple times. Like I, at first, I was like, "This is not as funny as the first one," and then the second one, I was quoting that all the time. I'd never like this was a little bit too late for me to have like a like. I remember it. I saw it, and I remember being like, "Okay," like I don't remember being hating it like some people did because mm-hmm. I, I've never like I get people that are so you mean the Grinch or you mean the Grinch the, the Ace Ventura the Grinch you have seen this I have seen it okay. um and I remember thinking it was like kind of funny but like also understanding that people are just kind of over his whole shtick he's like the Polly Shore of like late he, he 90s was, early 2000s he was on the down at the still in the top part of the hill but heading down I mean his highs were way higher than Polly Shore's ever were as far oh, as yeah. like making money and people the minute Polly Shore showed up people were like no (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not um I will say I have never seen the Grinch okay I have a weird attitude towards Jim Carrey uh I feel like I resist him especially like those mid-90s movie the heyday movies but when I watch them I enjoy them for the most part trans jokes aside right um and so I feel like this will be the same it'll be like having like it would be like having pity sex with someone <laughs> where you enjoy it in the midst of it. And then afterwards and probably before you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why did I? Why? Um, you're always like wondering, is Jim Carrey going to like leave or is he going to like stay and expect breakfast? Or, right. Like, like, does he gonna... know what this was or do I have to like, <laughs> we should be friends. Is it going to be weird? But friends tomorrow? who never talk. <laughs> is it going to be weird tomorrow at the office where Jim Carrey also works, I guess. <laughs> He wasn't an episode of The Office. Was he? Yeah, briefly. Like when, you remember when Michael Scott left and like they were just bringing in oh. a cavalcade of well, people. So he must have gotten like one shot. Yeah, okay. it was just like a, a, a fun cameo. He had a very, very pronounced Pennsylvania accent. Mm. Um, here's, I have never seen this movie and I think I've always resisted it because I know that I really liked Dr. Seuss growing up because mm-hmm. I'm a human. Um, and I am fine with the, the, the Chuck Jones animated special, which yeah. I want to note had to stretch out the Grinch book to meet 26 already minutes. like a 15 page <laughs> right. book with pictures, <laughs> right? With huge pictures. It's like 16 lines long. Maybe yeah. they already had to like pad it out to get it to 26 minutes. And now I'm going to head into a hour and a half movie of a live action. Dr. Seuss, which already makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite memories about, like concerning this movie is I worked when I was in college, I worked at the phone a thon, which is called alumni Ugh, for I donations. Did t- I did too. 
and not I at your school. That would be weird. <laughs> that would be odd. No, I don't go here, but I hear it's great, and I have to make a commute of six hours every day. My just future to come up friend here. went here, though. <laughs> went have, and is going. My future friend. My future friend will have went here. I hear you. Then you know what that means, DJ. You've taken a sabbatical. <laughs> Got my wizard powers. To Ken, with your sabbatical powers, you went to Greencastle, Indiana? <laughs> to work. At least <laughs> you took a vacation from your jobs <laughs> to work at a college station, <laughs> a college building that I will or would have been working in? I what like that you went to ancient you? Egypt and I went to <laughs> DePaul. In 2002. <laughs> okay. Lack of imagination is what I have. Anyway. It's like someone was like, where are you going? And you just panicked. It was my first time with the time traveling powers. You didn't want to risk it. Yeah. Like if, if I get stuck there, I won't be like I just got to stick desperate. around for a, a couple decades and then I'll be back to normal. And then you can be like, guys, Trump's going to be president. And they're like, shut up, old man. And you're like, listen to me. No one will listen to you. Um, I worked there with a girl named Patty. Um, she was a very conservative girl from a small town in Indiana. She was very Christian. She was always very sweet to me, but in a very condescending way, which is like, <laughs> I'm, you're very nice, but you're gay. I'll so we all you. know where yeah. you're going. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'll pray for you, which is conservative Christian for fuck you. <laughs> Um, and I remember she was telling me that she had a party once and I was like, oh, you had a party? And she's like, oh yeah, we just watched, uh, we watched the Grinch movie. And I'm like, oh, what, what did you think? And she's like, well, I mean, it was fine except for all the sexual references. And I remember I turned to my friend Bethany. I was like, sexual references in the Grinch? (laughs) And she's like, We'll I think to, someone flirts with someone at some point. We'll have to watch that one. So I'm very excited for whatever sexual innuendo is going down <laughs> Can in this movie. Can please tally them up? I can't wait. Yeah. The uh, Patty list of sexual references. But I also, I'm, I also feel like Jim Carrey has a... Actually, I think he has a lesser problem than Robin Williams does. He can mug, but I feel like he can switch to like an earnest, like dramatic thing in a way that doesn't send chills down my spine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not bothered by Ernest Robin Williams the way you are, but I think Jim Carrey is a pretty gifted dramatic actor, actually. Like, in, in certain contexts, like uh, Eternal Sunshine, and I really like The Truman Show. I mean, he gets to mug I love more in that Show. movie, but, like, uh, and he's done, he's had some missteps, too, but I mean, like, I feel like... The Majestic, you Yeah, mean? The Majestic was, like... <laughs> but I also feel like that wasn't really his fault. That was just a bad movie. Like, it wasn't, like, right. bad because he... It wasn't a great movie that he was just in and then ruined just yeah. by his presence. Right. That movie about, like, a magical movie theater? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Majestic. <laughs> Are you being choked by the theater? I'm being earnest about it. <sighs> but in sort of a movie trailer voice. <laughs> Shall we watch it? Yeah, I guess so. So it's on, uh, as of uh, December Ooh, 20th. we do get some Jeffrey Tambor in this movie, too. Mm. So just more uncomfortableness. Okay. You think he'll shout at Jessica Walter in this? You motherfucker. And then, like, assault his trans assistants and co-stars. Everybody's a piece of shit. You're all pieces of shit. Yeah. Um, Oh, one other thing before we get started. Okay. Can everyone, and I'm talking to the Huffington Post right now, will you stop- Get him on the horn. Posting. Will you stop posting every time Jim Carrey paints something? He's not that good a painter. Stop it. It's really obnoxious. 
I don't think I've ever seen He's that. gotten into like painting. That's cool. Political things. Okay. And it has the nuance that you would expect from James Carey. <laughs> and it's just like, I stop it. Just stop it. And Huffington Post, stop enabling this action by going, you've got to see Jim Carrey cut Trump down to size in his new painting. Like, first off, no one's been cut down to size. Stop it. Stop using those words. I don't see a lot of... uh... There are three people listening right now, and that's a generous number, that know exactly what I'm talking about, and one of them is as annoyed by it as I am. And that to that person, Jennifer, you and me, we're on the same page. I feel like you don't see enough just really cutting paintings. Yeah. Got nailed. You know, Trump absolutely destroyed by latest Jim Carrey painting. <laughs> this acrylic really cuts him down the sides. <laughs> I like that it goes back to the trailer voice. <laughs> or WrestleMania default. voice. <laughs> Oil on canvas, canvas, canvas. He used pointillism. <laughs> Um, as of uh, December 2018, uh, this movie's on Netflix. We're going to just watch it on Netflix. We both got accounts. We'll use mine probably because we're at my house. That's great. I like that. But if you want, we can also log out of your (laughs) Netflix and then log into my Netflix. And then when I leave, we'll log out of mine and log back into yours. Oh, I'm just going to use yours. I'm going to mess up your- I don't want to ruin your your algorithm. I'm going to mess up your algorithm. Something (laughs) fierce. Watch along with us. We'll be right back. Okay, Bye. looking for the perfect stocking stuff for this holiday season uh, why yes not, why not shove a subscription to patreon.com slash your inner child's an idiot down that weird red sock that people hang above their fireplaces if they have them or just randomly around their house if they don't could be a radiator if you're up in the northeast uh patreon.com slash your inner child's an idiot you can become a patron of the podcast you can uh, join at different levels. You can get a drawing by Damon. You can get a song by me. Uh, you can get uh, uh, your name read in the credits. You can get your name written in the written credits. Uh, all kinds of good goodies like that. So uh, be, be good to you. Think of it as the uh, fruitcake that people actually want of the holiday season. Your inner child is an idiot. Uh, dot com or patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. Go to the same place. And uh, become a patron. What the fuck? That was fine, right? Are we good? And the other just like hands. Hey, Mike, are we good? Yeah, we're good. He gave us a thumbs up. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. We are back. We watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey from the year 2000. Damon, why don't you recap this movie for the fine folks? Oh, I mean, I could recap the movie literally by just reading the original book. Why don't you go ahead and read the Dr. Seuss book? (laughs) All the Who's down in Whoville loved Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. So, so he stole so all their shit. <laughs> but then he realizes he probably shouldn't steal shit, and he saves their shit. 
and forms a bond with a child at some point. Cindy Lou Who. There's also a sad, you know, origin story where, you know, some girl liked him, but he was hairy. I didn't really catch the thread there. Uh, but hey, Christmas wasn't ruined. And uh, he admitted his crimes and he was let go. <laughs> so, so he got to cut the roast beast at the end. Yeah. His heart grew also. Uh, but that was due to like an angio... Uh, yeah, cardiac type medical so deal. They had to um, too much hoo hash. I would imagine he had a quadruple bypass. <laughs> at the end of the- it was the same doctors as Letterman, though. Yeah. Same doctors as Letterman. Re- really, really good. Really good. Really doctors. good doctors there in Whoville. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, it's weird how you summarize this ninety-minute movie. Yeah. With just a f- less than a few pages of, of dialogue. Yeah, like maybe 20, 25 pages. Yeah. I'd be surprised if more than 30 pages. Yeah. But if I wrote a sentence on one sentence. Yeah, and maybe yeah, if I drew pictures. I'm so good at drawing. Really, really yeah. big pictures. Yeah. Um, this is a Ron Howard joint, which I did not know that. I did not remember that. Um, I did. I actually did remember that. Okay. We got so, Molly Shannon. Next, next, next fact, and I'll tell you if I remembered that as well. Molly Shannon is in it, uh, narrated by Andrew, uh, narrated by Anthony. by indigenous peoples <laughs> is what I thought you were saying. Narrated, I wrote, marinated. I wrote a hops here, and I <laughs> for some reason it became Andrew Hopkins in my. It was narrated by Anthony Hopkins. Uh, we got Bob's favorite actress, <laughs> Christine Christine Baranski. Friend of yes. the podcast, Bob, hates Christine Baranski for no, no discernible reason. can figure it out. James Horner did the music. Thank God. Um, so highlight of the film. You know, it's funny. As the, soon as music. Jim Carrey started talking in his Grinch voice, I thought, uh-huh. I thought he's just doing Tony Clifton as the Grinch. And then I read in the IMDb, now again, huge, giant... <laughs> Asterisk the size of my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, asterisk? Asterisk. Uh, we actually covered this at work this week because we were yeah. real busy. Uh, it's asterisk, but I always okay. want to say asterisk. Yeah. Huge giant asterisks. Fuck. You did You did it wrong. You you, you named plural asterisks. Huge giant asterisk the size of my house. This is on IMDb, which means completely unreliable. But apparently... Um, the widow of Dr. Seuss was being approached to uh, get permission to make a live action this this movie, and uh, Jim Carrey was filming Man on the Moon as Andy Kaufman, and he was mm-hmm. completely in character because he's a nutcase. Um, and method acting is ridiculous. You're all ridiculous. Just act like the person. You don't have to like make everyone uncomfortable. Um. Yeah, Dan, Daniel Day-Lewis, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> you garbage person. And apparently, because he was completely immersed in the character, in order to show, which I guess he had to show Dr. Seuss's widow, like, how he would play the Grinch, he did so as Andy Kaufman do an impression of Jim Carrey doing how he would do the Grinch, which makes sense uh, why it would come off as Tony Clifton, but also that's probably full of crap. But it was really just him doing... Tony Clifton is my point. Wait, I, didn't, I thought Tony Clifton sort of talked like this. Yes, that's how he did the Grinch, too. Oh, I thought but I thought that was the Grinch was more out of the side of his mouth, whereas Tony Clifton is sort of like caught in the back of your throat. 
He's got the he, no. He's he got the, he's got the lip. He's got the lip out. Now, okay, do Tony Clifton. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sort of talking like that. Yeah. Okay. Now turn your make it so your mouth sideways. No, I'm talking like this. Done. Okay, I can. Okay. Yeah. All okay. Right. Yeah. I guess I can see it. I did it. Method acting. <laughs> With a big caveat and one that I want to get to at the end of the show more than than right now. Don't want to blow my load too early. Ugh. Um, which is a joke that probably appeared in The Grinch at some point. Probably. Some sort of jizz joke. Uh, when he plays it sort of straight, when he's not like going off into like the genie from Aladdin-like tangents. Yeah. Uh, when he's just, you know, talking out of the side of his mouth, Grinch talk. I kind of liked his Grinch. Yeah. I liked he sort of created a character. And then he would just go off on tangents that... that didn't seem like something the Grinch would do. It seems like something like Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey would, would do, do which yeah. makes me question the whole method acting type deal since you just seem to be playing yourself. I wanted to actually live in a cave <laughs> with no no clothes on no but clothes. his shoes. Um, but I, th- I kind of liked when, in those few moments when he was playing it straight, I liked his Grinch. There were, I mean, there were definitely redeemable moments. It was so sandwiched between, like, this is a very silly movie as you can imagine like yeah. it's extremely like and i mean silly like it's wacky um yeah. it's very much like um for smaller children i mean which makes sense you know uh, dr seuss books are generally I mean, very small very children. early readers and uh th- th- like there's like poopy farty Jim Carrey bouncing all over the walls kind of stuff. And like, it's like sound effects. Like anytime someone bumps into something or slides their hands on something or whatever, there's always like a sound, which makes it confusing. Why there's so many sexual references. Your friend, Patty, your friend, quote unquote. Yeah. I have to, I'm Patty. If you're listening, which I know you would not be. (laughs) Um, she had a point. I want to say, I'm sorry. You're absolutely (laughs) right. There are a huge, and maybe it's just, that I am getting older and maybe a little bit more conservative, but there are a huge load of jokes. <laughs> don't say huge load. Um, <laughs> that are completely inappropriate. Especially, I mean, as you know, it really seems they're conscious that it is aimed at a very young viewing audience. Yeah. I don't know if I need the Grinch sliding on snow into Christine Baranski. Tony Award winning, check on that, Mike. Uh <laughs> Christine Baranski's breasts. Yeah, that was that was one of I counted ten uh, overtly, uh, confusingly sexual moments in this movie. I will now go. Please read them all. Um, now I'm sure there were there might have been others that I missed, but okay, we got. I'll uh, count them on my hands. We got even the, though you just said they're ten. There's the uh, the horny hootines. Um, oh so yeah. So near the beginning of the movie, there we actually learned that two of the the two guy teens are. Uh, what's his name? Lou Who's Cindy Lou's the older brothers, the patriarch um, of the Who family, yeah. which they're all named Who, I guess. But there's two guys and two girls, and the the they're like hot, you know, hot and heavy teens. And at one moment, uh, the girl Who teen is daring one of the boys to knock on the Grinch's door, and she goes, "Do it for me," but it's really lascivious, like yeah, like uncomfortably so. Not in a way that was like flirty, blink, blink, blink. It was just like why is it so sexual all of a sudden? It was weird. Right. Like, it has this sort of slasher movie type. Yeah. Yeah. Deal, which is funny. I mean, that's, yeah. It no. also answers the question that I've had from the original is that are the who's aware that the Grinch exists 
um, at all yeah. uh, from the original book and cartoon. It's not clear that the Who's do know that the Grinch exists in this movie, uh, if for anything but padding out its running time, <laughs> tells us that, yes, the Who's they are do. quite aware. And that makes that sense. He's Grinch like exists. basically like the, the old old witch in a castle kind of sure. vibe of that, that old man sense. Grinch. I threw my Frisbee over on Mount Crumpet and I can't get it back. I'm too scared. <laughs> uh, number two, um, towards the beginning of the movie, uh, Cindy Lou's mom, who played by Molly Sh- Shannon is having like a Griswold's, uh, Christmas light off with her neighbor who is Christine uh, Baranski, Christine Baranski, mm-hmm. Martha Huvier. That's and, clever. Who pun, I guess. Uh, and Huvier puts on her, uh, Christmas lights by getting she has this Christmas light cannon, but mm-hmm. she fires it like it's a giant light cannon strap on. Like she like <laughs> very very sexually. That was because we were all no, like, and it's shooting white lights all over her. Yeah, her and it like house. immediately decorates it. Like it's. I'm a, sure it, Patty was watching and she's like, "This is like a cum shot from a porno movie." <laughs> the the cannon itself was like a it was like pumping a, a funny a funny bit, but, but it was like pumping the way they did it was like. Why? One could say throbbing. <laughs> Why did you do that? Um, <laughs> and she's also, I mean, her whole character is very um, yeah, vocal in letting you know mm. that she's enjoying things mm-hmm. or that she's present or that she's uh, feeling any sensation at all. Yeah. She vocalizes with, uh, mm, mm. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's Think- very, well, she never neighed. I apologize. She never whinnied. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> right. she, like, she stamps her, her oats. <laughs> She's wearing. Just a... give her a carrot, but lay your hand flat. Lay your hand flat because her teeth. You're gonna her feel her teeth. Her gums are gonna touch your hand. It's okay. It's okay. But just le- don't leave your fingers up. Just lay your hand flat and let the carrot just sort of rest there. Christine Baranski, Tony Award winning, Mike. Actress Christine. She also has a feed bag on. Which <laughs> you got to take that off if you're gonna feed her the cat the um, carrot. Think it through. In the flat, this is number three. In the flashback, uh, to their uh, so Cindy Lou is trying to figure out what happened to the Grinch, why he hates Christmas so much. Although we'll get to that, but you got to hand it to this movie. I wasn't expecting a tribute to just you know flat-footed journalism going out there, getting the story. Thank you, Cindy Lou, who who is what would you guess eight? Yeah, at tops max. Yeah, and so. She had like a little microphone. Yeah. And then sorry, go ahead. They You were telling talking about sexual jokes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do a flashback, and in one of the flashbacks, I don't remember exactly what was going on, but they had a key party. <laughs> like all these people were coming over to a party and they all put their keys in. That flashback chair. seemed to exist only for the key party. It was just for joke. that bit. Now I'm not saying these aren't good bits. I'm just kind of confused as to why they are here no the, the one of the running themes in this movie is like that is a funny joke but i has seen no reason why it should be why any of the characters would even be remotely saying these things yeah. but it is a funny line it's just like someone op- like a comedian writing the script was just like well let me look at my joke book i'll just throw that in here yeah. even though it makes absolutely want to be no funny sense. if these dr seuss characters participated in a key party and the answer to that were, is yes but but yeah uh now this one is a little borderline to me, but like I felt like when they the they double flash, penetration scene, yeah, when they <laughs> just start fucking wailing on each other <laughs> in the middle of Hoville. Um, um no, the they flash back to young Grinch and young Martha Huvier, and 
she like young Martha Huvier is kind of flirting with the Grinch and it's very uncomfortably sexual. She's just like, Oh, those, Oh, how are you? Like, uh, I mean, is this something you're saying is it may, it's borderline. Yeah. Because she's licking a lollipop. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay. I forgot about the lollipop. Yeah. I'm in. Okay. That's it. I'm in. Um, uh, you mentioned the Baranski boobs. Yeah. Fall, okay. Fell so into that, her boobs. that's number four, I think. One. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, five. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, when um, Cindy Lou nominates uh, the Grinch to be the, what is it? The the cheer police cheer or the cheer master cheer yeah, guy. Yeah, the who-bulation. Yeah. And so he shows up and they, at one point, all the who-villions um, – all the who's, um, they have like kind of a dog pile on the Grinch and they're, they're putting a sweater on him is what you find out later. But while they're dog pile on him, you just hear him say, don't touch me there, (laughs) which is, I feel like that is like, that is a fine. Yeah. That's borderline. Yeah. Yeah. I, cause I feel like that's like, that's a funny joke that kids would get in on one level and adults would get on another level. And I feel like that's something. Whereas a key party, kids would be like, what's going on? Uh, I am more confused, and right. the parents are like, why is this in this movie? Why would they put their keys in a bowl, and you're saying, because they're going to drink, and they need to be set. You just make something up. I guess you would say that. Um, but then it's like, it it adds, oh, let me talk about drunk driving during the Grinch. I feel like don't touch me there is a thing that my friends and I said, like, joking around with each other. Like, yeah. when, it, no matter what, like, if they just, like, flicked you on the ear, you'd be like, don't touch me there. Like, it was just, like, obviously, sounds to anyone just walking by... Like they're being oh. pervy, but you're just being you're just being facetious. Maybe Which it's is, just you're being triggered, and that's the first thing that comes out of your. When mouth, you really think it's one of those things, like when people joke about going postal and stuff. When you really think about it, it's not that funny, <laughs> right? Because you're like, oh, someone went crazy and shot a bunch of people, or like someone's been sexually molested. These aren't really funny things, but it is definitely something that I would have said as an idiot child. Um, <laughs> so, are we counting that as the? Uh, yeah, I will. I mean, okay. I'd say that's borderline, we can give but yeah. It, we, yeah, we can give it a half point, maybe. Um, and this is another, not overt, but if you're already looking for it, which I was, because uh, um, Patty. old Patty warned me, um, when the Grinch is stealing everyone's Christmas gifts and decorations, he approaches an ornament, and it's a, <laughs> it's a... A ball, ball a sphere-shaped ornament, and he very gently tickles it as it's dangling on the branch mm-hmm. and looks slyly into the camera while he's doing it. I'm not saying that's only sexual, but if you're already looking for it, right. it's there. So maybe those two combined, the don't touch me there and that can combine to one. Maybe we can give half points to that. Yeah, that'll, that'll add up to one point. Okay. I guess. I mean, this is what the, the point system that we are currently creating. Uh, then She's this, learned her lesson now. This is when it's just having boobs. Christine Baranci, <laughs> very, very... Uh, oh, yeah, that was weird. Very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very energetically adjusts her boobs when she's... When she's returning to, her ring to Mayor yeah. uh, Mayhew. No, it's not like, I don't know, would, I, feel, I feel like Patty wouldn't like that. No, that was, I mean, that was just also a weird moment, like, especially at the end of the, yeah, this movie when I'm supposed to be like caring about the Grinch and apparently his long love with, uh, Martha May Huvier, who he's 
Apparently, he flirted with once in fifth grade and then moved to a cave for 40 years where he literally eats trash and just stole from everyone in town. But I'm really hoping that these two can get together. Can't you two see that you're some for some reason still in love with each other? Baby Grinch is terrifying. Yes, he is. He is a puppet. I mean, uh, adult. Grinch is played by Jim Carrey. There is a uh, in the uh, grade school Grinch is played by a little person. Yeah. Um, who I don't know his name and he's dead. Uh, but he was on Passions. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Off the mm-hmm. wall soap opera Passions. Yeah. Um, he was that. He was on that. He was as the living doll on that show. Just to give you an idea of what the fuck that show was about. Um, he was under the spell of a witch, I believe, on the show. He filmed. One million episodes of that. <laughs> Soap operas are um, But Baby Grinch is a puppet. Baby Grinch who witnessed the key party. But what was weird... It has the vibe of like the baby from dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Has, baby like, from dinosaurs. Like the... Baby from dinosaurs meets baby from Twilight Part 4 meets gray, <laughs> green spray paint. <laughs> oh, God. And... What's weird about this story is that obviously they're trying to create, they create this backstory for the Grinch, where in grade school he was in love with Martha Huvier. Mm-hmm. He thinks that she won't like him unless he shaves, so he shaves off the hair on his face, which isn't like one of the most identifying characteristics of the Grinch. No. You know, if I were a mean kid, probably the thing I would sink my teeth into, the, probably the stuff that would give me the most riffs, was the fact that you're goddamn green. You're yeah. the color of algae and no one else's and you are a I probably extremely like, racist oh, child and your so. suit i'm not going to be doing that <laughs> also i'm a huge racist yeah. uh, against green whom people um whom hum. it's hume uh <laughs> that's the next town over the hume welcome to humeville um but they so they give him this backstory trying to explain why he so he he shaves for christmas and then everyone's making fun of him so he doesn't get his gift to martha may who va and he throws his gift down he picks up the christmas tree and throws it anyway i just want to get that out of the way because that doesn't fully make sense and he also go ahead mostly because we see him as a baby and he already doesn't seem to like Christmas christmas automatically yeah like the two elderly women who are raising him lesbians i presume um two moms and that's what ruined Christmas for him. He had two moms. And that's why I say to you, parents, don't let your children be around queer people. Yeah. Uh, don't he make them bites hate Christmas. the head off of a Santa like cookie plate. Yeah. And says, Bye, Santa. I mean, so it undercuts. It feels like this might have been added like, oh, shit, we're still at 72 minutes. We yeah. need something to get to feature length in a legal sense. Yeah. And so it just because he's like drawing in classroom, he's drawing Santa like going down in flames yeah. and stuff like before any of this happens. So it undercuts its own story of like his origin, uh, yeah. his origin. Yeah. So why does he need to move out now? Just because and also like a six, six year old kid like moves to a cave and does quite well. Also yeah. unanswered. When did he just ditch clothes entirely? Yeah. Like he's he wears, wearing clothes as a little kid. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, I. Naked is the way I go. Yeah. It's weird. Um, it's very weird. They do. Uh, we do very early on get to your, one of your favorite things. The thing that I, you are, I, personality wise, I feel like you're defined by this and that is your love 
of an earnest Christmas song sung by a small child. Oh, my God. When I die and I go to hell. Uh-huh. Oh, a should I write this down? Uh, if I could get the DJ to play Where Are You Christmas <laughs> as sung by a seven-year-old Taylor Momsen, that would be great because then I can just shoot my head straight onto a spike as soon as possible. Because it's like, it's also slightly out of her range. Yeah. And I feel like starts out of her range. So she's just like already like she's supposed to be whisper singing. A little singing. pitchy, Tay Tay. <laughs> it's about song choice, dog. <laughs> uh, Where are you, Christmas? Now, this just audience, just so you know, this is Damon just ripping into a seven-year-old girl right now. He's just insulting her in my and defense. Her performance. Taylor Momsen grew up to be a brat, according to Tim Gunn. According to Tim Gunn, who guest starred on, I'm just learning this, Gossip Girl. Correct. With Taylor Momsen. Taylor with Momsen, Cindy Lohu. Who apparently was holding the cast hostage with her <laughs> tardiness on a regular basis. Be on time. Learn your lines. You're, that's you, literally your job. You literally have a job that anyone else would love to have. Um, who is the pe- protagonist of this movie, would you say? I guess it's the Grinch. I mean, we spin mm, wrong. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you fucked up again, Phillips. We do get some uh, people quoting Bible verses parody ish. Bible the, of who? Or is of the that, book the, of who? It's the, their town charter, essentially. And the mayor is like making up quotes and then. Uh, Cindy Lou's calling him out and being like, what page is that on? It was very much like, well, in Deuteronomy, and we're like, nah, it doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> or it doesn't mean that, or who cares? Yeah. We are not a nomadic people. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to eat this unleavened bread? Or can I just have it with milk? Can I have this beef and milk sandwich I came up and with? lobster and <laughs> pork. Um, but yeah, I think the... the I mean, the movie, I mean, in every iteration of The Grinch has expanded Cindy Lou, who uh, yeah. the first movie or the fir- the book, she's literally just in the scene where he's stealing the tree. She pops up and says, Santa, what are you doing? And he lies to her and says, oh, I've got to fix your tree. And he takes it. And that's all you see of Cindy Lou who in the book. Yeah. And in the TV special. He's an originalist, Damon. <laughs> I'm the Clarence Thomas of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. What did the original framers mean? Um, I uh, In the uh, special, she she appears in like early shots. Yeah. She doesn't get any extra lines, but she is sort of a who Around. that is like yeah. you see her several times. Um, and in this, she is going through some sort of like existential yeah. experience where she herself is starting to doubt what Christmas is all about. She sees the Who's are very obsessed with gifts and getting gifts and being the best at decorating their house and stuff like that. Right. I guess we can get into my largest point probably about this movie, okay. which is the Who's all seem like assholes. They've definitely lost the spirit of Christ- of the true right. spirit of Christmas, of togetherness, of, you know, of love, of bringing each other comfort in a time of, uh, you know, holiday and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and that, all that bullshit. <laughs> all that claptrap. Um, and, uh, Cindy Lou, who, uh, is going through an existential crisis. Where are you Christmas? Where she are decries. you Christmas? Well, I, if I knew the second line, I would make that into sort of, well, then you got to modulate and we're like, Oh, you're modulating. Wow. You did that so well that you want to go up a key. <laughs> um, 
The Who's are all assholes. Right. And that's, I'm not, I'm not against that, especially if you're going to stretch this out to a feature length. Sure, I guess the, the Who's can be sort of more three-dimensional. It seems they're all assholes, though. Uh, very consumerist and very, they don't listen to their kids. They're right. all in competition with each other. Um, and it seems very overt and not handled very lightly. But it makes the original intent of the book and the the special just seem like it makes me wonder who am I supposed to be rooting for in this? Because even when the Grinch, we learn his backstory and it shows like him being a kid and being taunted by other kids. And that one, I'm sort of like, well, kids, kids are little devils. Like right. kids are horrible. Um, but even when he goes back down as an adult and meets all his classmates, like uh, he knew the mayor who was a bully and Christine Baranski. Tony winner, maybe? I don't have time to look it up. Uh, she, Do you want me to look it up? No, I don't. Okay. I like not knowing. Um, the mystery is what's fun. They're also kind of still dicks. Like, the mayor yeah. is oh, still yeah. a dick. So it makes the Grinch seem correct. Right. He makes a lot of great points. Mm-hmm. And so I have trouble, like, understanding what the movie wants me to believe. Because it makes his transition in the end make less sense. Yeah, because he... Because it was really Cindy Lou Who who got everyone to believe that Christmas is about more than a store. It wasn't yeah. the Grinch noticing that the Who's... It, what, presents are ancillary to the actual feeling right. of Christmas. And then they all sing, and then he together. hears that, and that makes him have a change of heart. But as far as he knows... Right. It doesn't, it doesn't, to really him, work. the story hasn't changed, but yeah. Cindy Lou Who has been like working all these machinations in the background yeah. to make sure this all lines up. Yeah, that's true. And I don't, I guess I don't mind that, but then it all culminates in this moment at the end where the Grinch comes down, apologizes for what he's done, but he's still kind of a dick to the right, mayor, and right. the mayor is also still kind of a dick to him. So the movie's like, oh, we should forgive, like the Who's sort of forgave the Grinch, and the Grinch forgave the Who's, and so they both sort of have this moment, yeah. except for the mayor who's still kind of a dick. So don't yeah. worry, we're still going to give him his sort of comeuppance. He's going to have his fiance dump him, and he's sort of going to be humiliated by the Grinch. Yeah. Although she was is, never his again, fiance. <laughs> well, didn't she? She had the ring on her bedside stand. That's true. Maybe she did. I assume I she, she accepted in some way. I guess. We never see her accept, so. Um, because she returns the ring. I guess that meant that she, yeah, we never see her accept fully. So maybe yeah. she just took the ring and said, to I'll get back it. to you in yeah. three to five business days. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, what what do you think about the who's sort of being expanded to being more? Yeah, I I agree that there was some conflict there. That it was It was a little bit. I understand like making the the point of about Christmas and I think that's good. You know, it's a good message, especially for a, a kids movie and Cindy Lou kind of like losing faith in her, her community because of the way they've been acting and then mm-hmm. trying to make change and it's, it's trouble, but also the, but yeah, the Grinch, like he kind of has, it's not consistent. Like why? Cause he was like, he grew up hating Christmas and then he hates Christmas because of this tr- traumatic experience, but he already hated Christmas. And then he like makes a few comments about, Consumerism. Being, yeah, about it being com- consumerism and being about presents and that like that's why he hates it. But it's like, okay, well, maybe he hates it for all those reasons, which is fine. But then it's not cl- like the transition. I agree that the, it makes that impact of that transition when he's like, oh, I've made a mistake and I want to go back and- to town and take everybody's gifts back and all that kind of stuff. 
it makes it land softer. It doesn't really work. And it also, even the movie seems to admit like it doesn't actually work because when he uh, has his change of heart, where his heart literally grew. Yeah. um, Which (laughs) I'll talk about that in a minute, but I just want to make this point when he has his change of heart and he sees the, um, the sled about to like teeter over to the side of the mountain, he goes to stop it. And then he has this realization like, Oh, it's just stuff. Right. And the movie had to be like, Oh wait, Cindy Lou, who's on top of the sled for some reason. Right. To give him a reason to still have, uh, that, uh, that sort of iconic moment where the Grinch lifts his sled from the special and then recreated here, right. lifts the sled and then sleds it back down the mountain to, to save the consumer side of Christmas. Right. Um, the heart thing, though, there is yeah. a sight gag early on. Yeah. This reminds me of, as a fan of the Lord of the Rings books, there are a few passages in Lord of the Rings where Tolkien would sort of take a poetic sort of phrase, and then in the movies, Peter Jackson will take it literally. quite literally. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know if he really meant that Bilbo's face literally turned into Gollum's face. <laughs> I think he was just sort of trying to, like, compare the two, Gollum and Bilbo, and how they're sort of transitioning and how they're much more alike now that they're dependent on the ring. But, okay, you can sort of superimpose Gollum's face over <laughs> Ian Holmes and it'll scare the shit out of everyone. Yeah. Or I'll also make Kate Blanchett go fucking ass crazy. <laughs> In a scene, you're like, whoa, I think I think you're taking it way too literally here, <laughs> Peter Jackson. Um, I felt I was reminded of that during this scene where uh, the Grinch's heart grows um, three sizes, um, which in the it's just a passing line in the book. Yes. And it's just like a sight gag in the cartoon. And in yeah. this one, he falls over and has what looks to be a heart attack. It's like a good like, you, minute long scene. It goes on and you see his heart grow, like pumping through his chest. Yeah. Uh, and then grow as it as it gets bigger. Um, grow as it gets bigger. Come on. Use your words. Language is my tool. <laughs> um, as it beats. It's just a weird yeah. moment. But I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, we got to get that 90 minutes somewhere. It did remind me of a funny scene, though, in Ace Ventura <laughs> 2 when he gets shot in the, both legs and with spears. <laughs> and he goes, eh? Eh? <laughs> the other leg. And he kind of does that with the heart. And I'm kind of like, what is, I don't understand. It, but right, it did another remind example me of, something of like, funny. this is a funny joke. I don't know if it needs to be here, though. <laughs> yeah. What were, there were a couple other, let's go ahead and hit those highlights like uh one that you laughed at for a full oh. like minute and we had to stop the movie because we were confused at what you were laughing at because it was a funny bit it was you- again the heart thing in the first part of the movie um they sort of he has an x-ray machine in his cave and he pulls it over his heart and you see how yeah. small his heart is uh and he makes a joke that ah i'm down a size and a half and then he the camera cuts to his over like sort of by his shoulder and he looks over at the camera and goes and this time i'll keep it off <laughs> and i laughed really hard because i think it was just a combination of it reminded me of something it's like a slim that, fast commercial it's a slim fast yeah. commercial i think it's literally slim fast used to do that like and you hate gating the way back and this time i'll keep it off um and it's a joke that i hadn't heard in probably 20 years and I hadn't even thought of in as long. <laughs> and the fact that he said it and just like nailed the delivery, just hit that thing in my brain where I was like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so 
so I mean that is one the Ron Howard impression. Yeah, that was which good. again, if I was a five year old kid when this came out, I'd be like, "What, what the is... fuck are you talking about?" I, but it was a funny like sort of Hollywood moment where he's directing I, Max to be a reindeer, right. and he's like, "Why don't you be loose about it, and we'll get what we get, or whatever he says, something funny." I can't place exactly who used to say this, but someone quoted this movie with. The unmitigated gall, which he says at some point. And he I remember, says it at, at Cindy Lou for entering his cave. Yeah. And I, someone I know at some point would quote that and that now that I find that funny. Um, also, the tablecloth bit is really funny. So that is very funny. And if IMDb trivia is to believe, which it is not, that is, um, that is an improvised scene. IMDb trivia always loves to tell me that things that are obviously improvised were in fact improvised he pulls the tablecloth off of a very crowded table yeah and he manages to actually pull it off without knocking a thing over and he sort of leaves the scene and then he walks right back and just sort of knocks like a child would just like shuffles it around like you're tossing someone's hair and the the table table even (laughs) falls over and that is funny but again what are we doing here i mean that one actually seems maybe grinchy yeah that one makes sense can we, I mean, this sort of plays into also one of the explosion jump. That's the, the last funny part. I, I mean, that is a very funny. That's another one. that's like, it's just a kind of a movie, general movie parody sure. thing where he jumps away from an explosion in slow-mo. Does he, is that when he lights the, tr- the, the I, town square no, tree on fire? He, he wrecks his tiny little car oh, yeah. and it starts steaming or smoking. And so he runs away and yeah. explodes. And he does the, yeah, he, he's blown away in the blast. You're about to make a larger point. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean. I think there's always a little bit of this with, um, especially with a Christmas Carol type stories is the danger of making Scrooge too charming as an old codger. Like when he's mean. Yeah. When he's mean that when he's nice, you're like, Oh, this guy seems like a, he doesn't seem like someone I'd want to be around. He's too happy all the time. And I think that this one kind of falls into that trap in that Jim Carrey falls into Jim Carrey mode which AKA Robin Williams mode so many times that he's very charming as the Grinch. He doesn't seem actually all that mean. He seems goofy and kind of like a cool hang (laughs) aside from the trash eating and just general disgustingness. Um, Which comes from living alone in a cave 30 years, probably just as much as, and it also makes the ending as I sort of like hinted at earlier, where he's still kind of mean at the ending because the movie doesn't really want him to change because he is charming as the Grinch. Yeah. And, uh, even the last shot is him cutting the roast beast. And, uh, he says, who wants the gizzard? And someone says, I do. And he's like, no, that's for me. And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> so he's really learned how to be more selfless over yeah. the Christmas holiday. It's just, I mean, it's maybe a little nitpicky, but it just seems weird. It doesn't actually seem like the Grinch has changed all that much. He's just around other people. He does say uh, when he he gets a hug from Max, his dog, and Max is licking him all over. And then he goes, like, oh, enough, enough. He, like, pulls him off, and then he goes, like, baby steps. (laughs) So, you know, you got to give the Grinch a minute to, like, change his entire personality. It just seems like one of the – it just seems like the movie doesn't necessarily want him to change. And I don't don't think I see enough of a change in him to actually believe any of it. Right. Because I am – I am – let me tell you something. I am extremely susceptible to – I believe I've cried at the Grinch cartoon – (laughs) 
I believe I've cried at many iterations of A Christmas Carol. You cry at commercials. I cry at commercials that just have a green figure in them. (laughs) Green giant, I'm in. He hates Christmas. That's never implied. He just likes corn. He just says ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Nothing to do with Christmas. Um... So, I mean, I, I fully expected, like, to fall for the trick of the movie, and I didn't, because it just seemed like he's the same character that he was five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, and there, I mean, there were but plenty But the powder's of, bitching. He did say the powder's bitching. Which I was like, okay, guys. Yeah. There are children. He's literally addressing a child. <laughs> Do you think they, so the note, they have, they'll have the who noses. <sighs> it seems like maybe also they cast people with kind of upturned noses, Jeffrey Tambor and... Christine Baranski in particular, and Molly Shannon. Oh, when maybe Bill Irwin. They kind of have who, they're not obviously that extreme, but they have who-ish noses. They're very snout-like. Well, I imagine you have to sort of create a snout like so that the nose, your actual nose can be hidden under the prosthesis. Yeah. It's very, I guess it's mouse-like is what I would think of. Yeah, yeah. And it's also weird that they make this sort of comment that, oh, well, the kids don't grow into their noses, which is like an excuse that the kids don't have have to go through, sit on prosthetics for three hours. Uh, And and also we saw in the thing in IMDb trivia, which is if it's to be believed, which it is not, um, (laughs) as stated earlier, uh, that. Uh, they sent. They had a choreographer teach everyone. Took everyone to Who school and taught them how to be more Who like. And I wanted to be like, this isn't a thing. <laughs> These aren't like the characters we've seen over and over again. They just are drawings in a book. It's not like there's a bunch of like Star Trek like nerds who are like, oh, uh, Who's don't actually walk like that, <laughs> and they've got twelve toes. Like that's not a thing. Like there's no <laughs> oh, Who knows. You could just have Jeffrey Tambor with weird hair and you're done. You don't have to make it weird. Well, they have, do they have like, they have weird noses in the book, are they right? Like, I mean, they do in that everyone in Dr. Stone, right. they this also how have he draws. pupils rather than actual circular right. pupils. Yeah. They didn't do that. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. That would be freaky. But also terrifying. Yeah. Um, speaking of bitching, <laughs> how about this soundtrack? We got... We Jesus got Christ. Bare Naked Ladies. We got Smash Mouth. We got Eels, which I feel weird listing third after those two people on the same soundtrack. <laughs> Eels, what are you doing here? God, apparently, yeah, what a guy. I mean, I'm and a, by guys, I mean guy. It's I'm just you. I'm an unabashed BNL fan from way back, but. We know the caliber of things they end up on. Yeah. Big, Big's Bang Theory. Faith Hill sings the. A very earnest credits version of Where Are You Christmas? And I think you mentioned there are others. I think there's but, a Ben Folds song in yeah, it. Yeah. That makes more sense. I mean, I love Ben Folds as well, but it, like that makes more sense. Right. He'll like he's got the sort of like uh goofy side of him where he does stuff like this. And BNL is like all think, goofy stuff. I think his version Smash Mouth is will just... do anything, and I'm really glad they did <laughs> at that point. Like the the act three of Rat Race. Make your money. Make your money, Smash Mouth, and then move on. They but did move on. But the move on is the most. I, see, I feel like you listened only to the first part of what I said. You make your money, mouth. but you got to move on. But now you got to move on. Log out of Twitter. Uh, I think Ben Fold's song, if I remember, is just like it's sort of an amalgamation of like Dr. Seuss lines. I think one okay. of his lines is noise, noise, noise. And he talks about all the, the noise at Christmas time that the Grinch complains about in the poem. All right. The book. That's fine, Ben. I'll allow it. Ben? I got a silent nod. He's in the control room. Okay. 
Uh, He's coming in here next, though. He did point at his watch. Just okay. Then. Yeah. It's time to Sorry, it's time but to yeah, ben, 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 we're just wrapping up. Ben, uh, ben wants us to go to the verdict. Does that sound like yeah, something? Yeah, that seems fine. Okay. Unless you have uh, some other point to say. I have none. Damon's Anthopolis. Yeah. Hi. What is your verdict? What are you doing here? Uh, no. Don't. <laughs> That's not how we do this show. <laughs> your inner child is an idiot. This movie is uneven. I will say that is probably the safest. There are funny parts. Yeah. I don't know why they're in this particular movie, but there are funny parts. Um, and, uh, you know, Anthony Hopkins nailed it. You probably, know, you probably know him most from A-Hop's. Uh, being Dr. Ford on Westworld. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but I, this is not a good movie. I agree with you. It's my, not a horrible movie. My hesitation is the... Bring it. The Defend I, this. I want to say your inner child is an idiot, but also, like, I'm trying to think, like, if there was, like, a little kid, like, five years old... They would probably think the the goofy things were hilarious, and I feel like they would miss a lot of the silly, the like sexual stuff that we were the word. They're like, it's like I think a lot of it they would miss. They would just miss it. So it's not like it's like a bad influence for, on them or it's anything. It's not like, like you that. say Grinch Dick, right? Um, having said that, Grinch they'll dick. laugh at anything. Like just put but on an episode. The name of, SpongeBob. of this podcast is "Your Inner Child Is an Idiot." <laughs> I stand by that. Yeah, I uh I think I think this is this is bad. You should not you should not uh revere this in your nostalgic state. Uh oh. And Dr. Seuss drawings as real life places are creepy. Yeah. Stop doing it. Yeah. They're whimsical as drawings and that's where they belong. I think that the Seuss to Chuck Jones cartoon transition works mm-hmm. really well. And I don't even mind the computer animated ones that they've been making. Even yeah. they, I guess they have a new Grinch out, which I guess is making scads of money. Really? Yeah. Um, we'll have to watch that as a follow up. We'll watch that in ten years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what um, you, but don't make any more. I think they stopped after Mike Myers and the Cat in the Hat. I never like, saw that one. Was it scary? It's, it seemed terrifying. It's off-putting. Yeah. I'll say that. To quote Jack Donaghy, it's off-putting. <laughs> What do you think, everybody? Call us, 615-576-0525. Leave a message. We'll play it on the show. You can email us at yourinnerchildisanidia at gmail.com. Tell us what you want us to cover. Tell us what else uh, you want us to talk about, watch, all that good stuff. Uh, you can find us on the uh, the internet. You got the, uh, the Twitter, you got your meets. Facebook, your Instagram, Tumblr, Reddit. You can become patron of our podcast, Damon. Oh. You can support us at patreon.com slash is an idiot. And I want to thank our huh. current patrons, including Jacob Grimm, his honor, the mayor, Jeremy Powlin, Joshua Nicholson, Karen Kurd, Larissa Maestro, Dan McIntyre, Ghosts in the Burbs, and Jonathan Day. Thank you guys very much. Your support is helping us continue to make this podcast. Uh, anyway, thanks for uh, joining us this Christmas season. Happy holidays to you and Yorn. Mm-hmm. Whatever holidays you may celebrate, but it better be Christmas. Ooh, but hey, uh, just a quick note out mm-hmm. there. 
uh, anyone who's seen him, where are you, Christmas? Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Christmas. If if you know where he is, call his parents. They're really worried. <laughs> oh, Last Christmas. scene at the uh, Twin Pines Mall. Yeah.